There was once a Safta, a Jewish grandmother, who went to the post office to buy Hanukkah stamps to put on the packages that she was sending to her grandchildren. She said to the cashier, may I have 50 Hanukkah stamps? And the cashier said, what denomination? The grandmother said, oy vey, has it come to this? Okay, give me 30 reform, 12 conservative, six orthodox, and two messianic. <laughs> Today we are continuing our series on Messianic Discipleship 101. And I would like to raise the question, why Hanukkah? This Tuesday night begins Hanukkah, and we will celebrate it from Tuesday night, December 16th, the first night, through December 24th, Christmas Eve, the eighth night of Hanukkah. Why Hanukkah? I would like to offer two reasons. First, to celebrate the miraculous victory over King Antiochus Epiphanes so that our people could freely worship the God of Israel and keep the Torah. The second reason is to remember the rededication of the temple and to rededicate ourselves to the Lord. Let's begin with the first reason for why Hanukkah, and that is to celebrate the miraculous victory over King Antiochus Epiphanes so that our people could freely worship the God of Israel and keep his Torah. Who was Antiochus? Here is a picture of a statue of him. This is a resemblance of Antiochus Epiphanes. He, <laughs> he was a Greek king of the, Seleus, the Seleucid Empire who reigned between 175 and 165 BCE. His birth name was not Antiochus. It was Mithridates, which means gift of the god Mithra. And he took on the name Antiochus when he became king. He gave himself various divine titles, including Epiphanes, which means God manifest, which he had minted on coins. But some of his subjects made fun of this title and called him Epimanes instead, which means the madman. What kind of ruler was Antiochus? When he was returning from Egypt in 167 BCE, after withdrawing from an attack on Alexandria, Antiochus, in rage, decided to attack Jerusalem after the high priest he appointed was forced to flee. We are told in 2 Maccabees chapter 5, verses 11 through 14, which we regard as Jewish literature, quote, raging like a wild animal, Antiochus set out from Egypt and took Jerusalem by storm. 
He ordered his soldiers to cut down without mercy those whom they met and to slay those who took refuge in their houses. There was a massacre of young and old, a killing of women and children, a slaughter of virgins and infants. In the space of three days, 80,000 were lost, 40,000 meeting a violent death, and the same number being sold into slavery. In the aftermath of this takeover, Antiochus ordered that Zeus, the god of sky and thunder in Greek mythology, be worshipped among the Jews as the supreme god. And pigs were to be sacrificed to Zeus on an altar in the Jerusalem temple. Antiochus also made laws that prohibited Jewish people from living as Jews. Statutes were enacted that made it a capital crime for our people to simply possess a Torah scroll. And he ordered the burning of all copies of Torah scrolls that were found. He banned circumcision, Jewish festivals, observance of the Torah's dietary commandments, and worship of the God of Israel and him alone in his holy temple. In short, Antiochus wanted to erase the boundary markers of distinction that separated Israel from the nations so that we would assimilate into the Greek world and lose our identity as Jewish people. When some Jewish people refused to keep these new laws, Antiochus became enraged once again, and he sent his army to enforce his anti-Jewish edicts. We are told in 2 Maccabees chapter 6, verses 1 through 11, quote, Not long after this, the king sent an Athenian senator to force the Jews to abandon the customs of their ancestors and live no longer by the laws of God. Also, to profane the temple in Jerusalem and dedicate it to Olympian Zeus, and that on Mount Gerizim to Zeus the hospitable as the inhabitants of the place requested. They also brought into the temple things that were forbidden, so that the altar was covered with abominable offerings, prohibited by the laws. A man could not keep the Sabbath or celebrate the, the traditional feasts, nor even admit that he was a Jew. At the suggestion of the citizens of Ptolemais, a decree was issued ordering the neighboring Greek cities to act in the same way against the Jews, obliged them to partake of the sacrifices, and to put to death those who would not consent to adopt the customs of the Greeks. It was obvious, therefore, that disaster impended. Thus, two women who were arrested for having circumcised their children were publicly paraded about the city with their babies hanging at their breasts and then thrown down from the top of the city wall. Others who had assembled in nearby caves to observe the Sabbath in secret were betrayed to Philip and all burned to death." Unquote. In response to this oppression of our people, 
a small Jewish rebel army rose up and fought against the army of Antiochus Epiphanes. One thing that I noticed this year that I have never really seen as clearly is that it was actually more of a civil war within Israel. The Maccabees were, all, were also fighting against those Jews who desired to abandon the Torah and assimilate into Greek life in order to gain economic and political power. In this sense, it was Jew against Jew, even as it was Jew against Greek. The Jewish rebel army was led by a family that became known in history as the Maccabees. That's right, the Maccabees. And it was a miracle that they triumphed over the Greek armies. It is not a coincidence that it was on Hanukkah that Yeshua said in John chapter 10, verses 25 and 32. And let's all uh, say this together. The miracles I do in my Father's name speak for me. I have shown you many great miracles from the Father. Yeshua said those words on Hanukkah, according to John chapter 10. Hanukkah is a season of miracles. Do you need a season of miracles this year? I know I do. Be inspired by Hanukkah. Hanukkah is an eight-day period when we remember that God delivered our people from the invading armies of King Antiochus Epiphanes through a small ragtag band of Jews who trusted that God could work miracles in their own day. Do you believe God can work miracles in our day? Yeah, that's what Hanukkah is all about, remembering that. And this is the first reason for why Hanukkah, to celebrate the miraculous victory over King Antiochus Epiphanes, so that our people could freely worship the God of Israel and keep the Torah, something that we often take for granted today, but we should not. And this brings us to the second reason for why Hanukkah, and that is to remember the rededication of the temple and to rededicate ourselves to the Lord. When Antiochus Epiphanes instituted his anti-Jewish laws, the lights of the temple menorah, the ner Elohim, the lamp of God, were no longer lit. And darkness descended on our people for three years. Hanukkah means dedication. The winter festival took on the name Hanukkah because after the Maccabees defeated Antiochus's army, armies, they returned to the Jerusalem temple and found it desecrated. They had to clean it up and rededicate it. When we purchased this synagogue building, our synagogue building, more than two decades ago, it had been empty and abandoned for a number of years after the Orthodox synagogue left. When we took possession of, the of this synagogue, it was a mess and needed to be cleaned up. 
There were even satanic symbols found on the ark area of our synagogue, pentagrams and burnt candles. One of the founding members of Tikvot Israel, Bob Hall, who is, Bob, why don't you raise your hand there? It's Bob. One of the founding members of Tikvot Israel, Bob Hall, cleaned all of this up. He stripped and sanded it down. And the synagogue, our temple, at the corner of Boulevard and Grove, was rededicated to serve as a place for the worship of the God of Israel. Similarly, when the Maccabees found the desecrated temple in Jerusalem, they had to clean it up. They had to get rid of all the idols and rededicate it to the Lord. As a symbol of that rededication, they lit a makeshift Ner Elohim, a lamp of God. Since Antiochus Epiphanes had plundered the gold menorahs that had been there previously. The Talmud tells us about a miracle that surrounded this rededication. We are told in Tractate Shabbat 21, what is Hanukkah all about? Our rabbis taught, beginning on the 25th day of Kislev, are eight days of celebration on which mourning and fasting are prohibited. Because when the Hellenists entered the sanctuary, they defiled all the oil that was found there. When the Hasmonean dynasty, the Maccabees, triumphed, they looked for oil to light the lamp of God and only found one container with the seal of the high priest intact, that is, indicating that it was kosher and fit for use in the temple. The container held enough oil for only one day, but, according to our tradition, a miracle occurred, and they were able to keep it lit for eight days from that container. The following year, those eight days were established as a festival with the recitation of praise and thanksgiving, something that we will be doing next Saturday night. So hopefully all of us can come to that Hanukkah party. Hanukkah is also known as Chag HaOrim, the festival of lights. When we light the Hanukkah menorah, or the Hanukkiah, as Eliezer ben Yehuda's wife at the end of the 19th century called it, Let's have a picture of, uh, of the Hanukkah menorahs. There we go. And that's the one who lights up my life over there. <laughs> when we light the Hanukkah, what we are essentially saying each night is, Oh Lord, you are a God of miracles. We rededicate our lives to you even as the temple of old was rededicated to you. Cleanse us, O God, from any idols in our lives. Make our hearts a holy temple devoted to you. When we light the Hanukkah, we are also saying, Am Yisrael Chai, the people of Israel live, as we sung during our worship time. And that wasn't planned. That was the Lord. Am Yisrael Chai, the people of Israel live, because 
The Lord, why do we live? Because the Lord is dedicated to his people. The Hanukkah is a symbol of Israel, which has a destiny to be a menorah nation, a nation that shines the light of Hashem to the world. We are told in Isaiah chapter 60, Arise, shine, for your light and the glory of Adonai rises upon you. Let's all say this together from Arise, shine. Arise, shine, for your light has come. Okay, hold on a second. Let's all say this in a kind of prophetic way. Let's all kind of speak to Israel and say these words together. Ready? One, two, three. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of Adonai rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, and thick darkness is over the peoples. But Adonai rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Adonai will be your everlasting light, and your days of sorrow will end. Amen. <laughs> May it be so. When we light the Hanukkah, and let's remember that we add an additional, additional candle each uh, night and insert the candles from right to left, but according to tradition, we light the candles from left to right. When we do this, we are not just recalling the Hanukkah miracle that our people experienced over 2,000 years ago when the Ner Elohim, the lamp of God, was relit after three years of darkness. More importantly, we are prophetically looking forward to the day when the Lord lights up Israel as his menorah nation, with who at its center? Yeshua, that's right. On your uh, worksheet, I left a little fill in the blank just to put his name there, with Yeshua at its center. Yeshua is the shamash, the servant candle who will light all the other candles. A day will come when Israel, led by Yeshua, our Messiah, will light up this world with Hashem's glory, his presence, his power, and his precepts. Today, we have continued our series on Messianic Jewish Discipleship 101. And we have asked the question, why Hanukkah? And I had two reasons that I put forward for why we celebrate Hanukkah. I was going to add a third reason to give, to give gifts. But then I thought, is that the reason why? That's more how. So, but I'm just throwing that in there so that we give gifts to our children and to those around us. But the two reasons for why are, number one, to celebrate the miraculous victory over King Antiochus Epiphanes so that our people could freely worship the God of Israel and keep his Torah as we do today, at least in the United States. 
And second, to remember the rededication of the temple and to rededicate ourselves, and to rededicate ourselves. Let me say that one more time. And to rededicate ourselves. Pam is nodding to me. That's the right thing to say. And to rededicate ourselves to the Lord. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Avinu Sheba Shemayim, our Father in heaven, thank you for giving us your calendar. What a blessing. And thank you for giving us Hanukkah, that we can celebrate what you have done in history. Help us, Lord, this week to remember each day that you are a God of miracles, a God who in years past showed miracles to our people, and a God who today is a God of miracles. And Lord, also, teach us this Hanukkah to rededicate our lives to you. Help us to throw out all those idols that might be in our hearts, and help us to re-cleanse ourselves with your Ruach HaKodesh, so that we might live every day serving you and giving you our all, Lord. In the mighty name of Yeshua, amen.